Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Um, so I wanted to cover this because, um, a lot of people, like, a lot of times when states legalize, um, the patient roles do tend to go down, but a lot of people still keep their cards. Um, as you know, I live in Legal Grass, Massachusetts, and I still have my card, and, um, there, there are reasons why you want to keep your card, and, um, there, there's some perks to it. Um, in some states, you don't pay a tax if you have a medical card, or the tax is a lot lower. In a lot of instances, you can get, a, you know, cheaper products overall. Um, I know in my state where we have, um, we have some dispensaries that are dual located. So, um, so let's say you go with your friend or whatever, and, and you, the listener, happens to be a medical marijuana patient, and then you go to with, with your other buddy who isn't, who's going to the adult use side. They separate out the dispensary, so part of the dispensary sells to um, tw- adults twenty one and above, and then part of the dispensary sells to um, to medical patients, and. Um, you know, a lot of times there's there's better products at the medical side. There's higher potencies at the medical side. Um, and you get more individualized attention where with adult use, you know, even in in my state, like some of these adult use dispensaries will have lines that are two hours long. But if you're a medical patient, you can just skip the line and, and you just show your card to the to the attendant and then you're good. But if you're the, if you, if you're an adult use person, you're having to wait two hours in line or more, or you're having to, you're having to go to an overflow parking lot instead of right by the dispensary where, where the medical patients can park. So there's just a lot of perks to getting your card. And I, I thought I'd cover this story about what's going on with Colorado's, um, program being as they've legalized adult use for, seven years it's been there there's seven years in their experiment time time flipping flies man meet the head of colorado's medical marijuana and it's eighty-seven thousand patients by thomas mitchell of westward colorado voters legalized recreational marijuana in 2012 12 years after the voters approved medical marijuana and changed the state's relationship with pot Without the inception of Colorado's medical marijuana program in 2000, there's a good chance you wouldn't be able to buy retail weed today. More than five years after the retail shops first opened, Colorado has a robust medical marijuana program compared with with that of most states where it is legal. The program is still evolving. During the last legislative session, new conditions were added that qualified for MMJ, and the medical practitioners who can recommend MMJ for patients also grew. To learn more about the state's MMJ expansion, we caught up with Natalie Riggins, Program Manager of Colorado Department of Public Health and Environmental MMJ Registry. Westward, it seems like a lot of changes are taking place with the state's medical marijuana program. Can you remember so many taking place at one time before this? Natalie Riggins, 
Since the time of its inception in 2001, there have been changes to the medical marijuana registry program, many of which occurred as a result of bills being passed by the legislature. Over the past several years, we've made the process improvement and program efficiencies a priority, and we become more adaptable to changes as they occur. As a result, we are prepared to implement the new legislation. Of the new rules being ushered in via the legislature, did any of them receive official positions from the CDPHE? If so, what are they? CDPHE did not provide any official positions on the legislation. However, we did give the legislature information about how much it would cost to update our processes, rules, materials, and online system to align with the legislation. Some of the changes to the state's program will add conditions for which opioids are often prescribed to the list of qualifying conditions for medical marijuana and allow more healthcare professionals, dentists, re advanced registered nurse practitioners, etc., to recommend MMJ within their respective fields. Do you anticipate a sizable amount of medical patients applying because of this? These changes are unprecedented in Colorado, so the amount of new patients that may register as a result of these changes is unknown. However, we are looking at ways to track this data. Considering the new changes, how do you think Colorado's medical marijuana program stacks up with those compared to other states in terms of access and patient protection? We are only able to speak to Colorado's medical marijuana program, and we believe that it provides good access and protection for patients. In terms of access, we know these new changes will allow patients with additional qualifying conditions to access medical marijuana if they choose. Patients are also able to access their medical marijuana cards quickly in the online registration system. For example, in 2018, more than 90,000 patients had their patient had their application process in one to three business days, whereas before the online system, system, patients had to wait weeks for their application to be processed. We still offer mail-in application process as well. Although applying online is fast, secure, convenient, currently out of approximately 87,000 patients, around 120 are submitting their application by mail. As far, as far as protection goes, the online registration system offers security and privacy for patients, caregivers, and providers. The system, which went live in 2017, was developed to meet all the state and federal standards for confidentiality, accessibility, and security. Applying online through a secure confidential account prevents a patient's card or information from being compromised. Before the online system, the registry replaced approximately 6,900 cards in one year for patients who reported their cards were lost, stolen, or never received in the mail. Additionally, when patients apply online, they can use their account to easily view or print their card and manage their own information. Overall, this results in better access and security of patient information. Do patients still grow their own cannabis? How much of that depends on what part of the state they're living in? In July 2019, a total of 8,797 patients, which is which was about 10% of the total registered patients, 
reported on their patient application that they want to grow all or some of their medical marijuana. We do not track where they grow or purchase their medical marijuana. Patients that grow their own medical marijuana can choose to register where they are growing it with the Colorado Department of Revenue Marijuana Enforcement Division. What conditions are most often listed in Colorado by patients applying for medical marijuana? Has that changed much since the program began tracking that information? The most frequently reported qualifying condition for adults is severe pain with seizures is the most frequently reported condition for patients under the age of 18. These have been consistent over the years. Statistics are publicly available on our website. End of article. So there you have it. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and $10 tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And those come with their own benefits too. And um, if you subscribe to the the 10 and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, uh, you know, you can chat with me on Discord. You know, we can have 15-minute one-on-one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes. You get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast, and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.